0: Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Daytrippers. This is a no transfer knowledge show. We're surprised we're doing this to be honest with you. Um, it took us all by surprise. We said we'd do this at about 8 o'clock tonight. But um, we had a lovely chat on the Fatback 4 last night about Geo Bellingham, FSG, Liverpool's transfer policy, all that sort of stuff. So um, we thought we were going to get over that, go into a bit of winners and losers for the World Cup and then um, the ends of Fernandez stuff just exploded today, so myself and Kev are going to have a little chat about it, we're not going to keep you too long, probably 40 minutes, when we say 40 we probably mean an hour, um, give or take, yeah give or take, Um, Kev, we were talking on the Fatback 4 last night about the possibility of signing Geo Bellingham and you know it was kind of, a, it was a great, um quite a great around the table that if it was going to happen with Joe Bellingham it was going to happen in the summer. And then Endo Fernandez, his name comes up, okay? And when his name comes up, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of out there as well. And Keith was kind of the one pushing the most, saying, Oh, look, there's there's really strong links here. Um What do you make of all this, first of all? Because it doesn't, it just doesn't sound like something we do. You know what I mean? It just yeah, it just doesn't sound like something we do. The Joe Bellingham thing, like I've said for ages, Joe Bellingham should be done separate to any other transfer business because that's the sort of player he is. But two of them being sorted for the summer at that amount of money because he has a two hundred million euro buyout clause, but I think if you go in somewhere north of sixty you probably get him, right? Sixty to seventy. But now you're looking at a hundred and seventy million being put on the table in the summer for two players when we we're all sitting here in full agreement, I think nearly every Liverpool fan saying we should probably get a midfielder um, in January. So what do you make of all this? And by the way, disclaimer before Kev even starts talking. We don't know any information. We never claim okay. to know any information. All we're doing is reporting and discussing on stuff we've seen online today. And it kind of made our decision today to come on when it was being reported amongst several Argentinian publica- publications that Liverpool had an agreement in principle for Enzo Fernandes.
1: All right, first and foremost, the um, Enzo Fernandez stuff probably came about – he's an easy name to link because Melissa Reddy dropped his name in the summer, uh, that he was a potential one to that we were going to look at if the Jude Bellingham deal fell through. So if you think back to then, that's when the first his name first dropped. People started to – he'd just signed for Benfica from River Plate. And he, the first I saw of him was – Benfica were playing in the qualifiers. So I watched him and I was like, he's good. He's really good. So I kept an eye on him. And I've watched a fair bit of Benfica in Europe this season. And I've really been impressed with him. But to see, to roll it forward, to see what today, after everything that's been dropped about Jude Bellingham over the weekend. It's mad. I mean, if you go on transfer market, they have a valuation of him at 35 million euro, mm-hmm. they bought him for 20. And the markup would be that. That That's about the general markup. And that was November 1st, After, given the World Cup that he's had. And he could be a World Cup winner in a, you know, next weekend at 21 years of age. And a key factor in Argentina winning the World Cup will be him. He's been that good. So. And apparently Benf, it's been reported that he has a buyout of 120 million euro.
0: I see I've seen anything ranging from 120 to 200 million euros. Yeah, Right away. Either way, either way. It's wait way, it's nuts. Oh, it's 90 million pounds.
1: Yeah. Is Too he much. worth that? No. Is he potentially worth that? Yeah. He, he he's potentially worth that if he was 23 24 and seasoned, you'd say yeah he could be he could develop into that type of player. But it's a, he, he would I, I I don't think Jude Bellingham is a gamble at the fee that we're talking about. You guys were talking about last night. I don't think Jude Bellingham is a gamble. I think that's printing money.
0: Kevin Kevin Ball said it is €120 million, so €90 pounds. Well,
1: either way, it's it's not cheap. It would still be one of the most expensive midfielders ever in world football in the history of the game. And all on the strength of a good World Cup and a good first half of a season for Benfica. That's all this is on. He had a good season in River Plate, we did well in the Copa Libertadores, but you're basing this all on half a good season at Benfica and a good World Cup. Hmm. And what and your eye test. That's all this is, is your eye test. I agree with you. I think sixty million is about the range where you want to I be. I think sixty to seventy
0: million ask. pounds is probably the the, the range. Yeah. And think... you can
1: put add ons and achievable yeah. add ons to yeah. bring it up to whatever fee you want to. Ba- Similar to what we've done with Darwin Nunes.
0: Mm, but Bailey Jones yeah. asks, could this not be used to put pressure on Darwin to lower the price in Bellingham? No. no, Bailey, I don't think so. I think, look, just going back to Bellingham quickly. If what's going on with Bellingham is to be believed, and if there's any substance to what you've seen during the World Cup with Liverpool players and you, at Bellingham... Um, Joe Bellingham's destination I and we've said it, I've said it anyway and I'll I'll, st- I'll stay with it has been known I think since the summer right um I think Liverpool would know the price and Liverpool if you believe all that stuff that's going on Liverpool are willing to pay the price Okay, so I don't think there's going to be... I wouldn't say there'd be a hell of a lot of bargaining going on with Dortmund. It might be where Dortmund want £120 million. And Liverpool say, well, I'll tell you what, we'll give you £100 million. But we'll do 25 or 30 in add-ons. And that's where they find themselves. So I don't think this is is related to Jude Bellingham in any way. And that's why it kind of shocks me that this isn't something we do. Having said that, there's loads of Liverpool fans out there that this is exactly what they want. You know, this is what they've been upset about for a long time, you know, just spend the money. And at the same time, they'd be telling you today, well, we don't, we won't get him. We won't get him. We don't do that. And we're like, well, you want this done. So if it gets done, will you have an issue? It's a bit weird. But, I, I, I've, seen, like- but I've seen people, on, I've seen one person on Twitter who talks a lot of sense on Twitter, right? Saying this could be actually happening because they could be just front loading um, yeah. the next three years spending. You know that's where they kind could what... say they could say we're putting a hundred and we're committing a hundred and seventy to midfield here. We're going to commit three hundred over the next three years, but literally that's a hundred and seventy down, and you won't see it as big over the next two years. But we've made a massive change to midfield, and we might do something in defence and thing. Tom, sorry, Tom Hart and others have said um, read Mo Chatter's post, explain how both Jude and Fernandez could be possible. Mo Chatra writes some good stuff, but I stopped reading Mo Chatra when he came out with the stat that Liverpool used. I think it was something like two percent of their income on transfers, which was completely and utterly wrong. Okay. Um and it was how that figure came about was insane. So I've kinda of stopped reading his stuff. Yeah. Having said that, I will go and I might go and read it because a lot of people think it's brilliant. It's... I would more or less I'd I'd kind of lean on the Swiss Ramble if they were to come out and kind of financially put this in place. Yeah. But that's just my personal thing because yeah. it, I I used I read a lot of Mochtar stuff, but when that stuff came out about um oh Liverpool used two percent of their income on transfers, I was like, well, that's complete another fucking horseshit. So I don't know why you're writing it, and it kind of tore me off a little bit, but. That that's not to say I won't go and look at it later. Um, Jake Semester says uh, his bio is 120 million euros. But Kev, we spoke as I said we spoke about it a lot last night, and I didn't. You know, people, a couple of people have asked us to do this show tonight on on this ends of Fernandez and what we think about it. And we're only, I'm only going on what we think, right? But I keep going back to it, Kev, and I'm really torn on this because I've constantly said if you're doing Joe Bellingham, he's 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 over there being looked after. Yeah. Everything else, but having said that, Kev, if you're doing these two, okay, yes, and none of them are being done in January, by the way, are you going to go through the rest of the season with what you have, or is it going to be a case if it's not 170, it's going to be 220 million pounds over the next six months on midfield? Where? Do,
1: this what makes me really nervous.
0: Yeah, because it, it's hard. Me it's hard to. Tie all that together to make sense of it, isn't it? And yeah. that's only going on past experiences yeah. with Liverpool and the way we spend. Oh. And I did point out last night that Liverpool could have made so much money in the last year that they could do Enzo Fernandez, they could do someone in January, and it's still just balancing the books. And Jude Bellingham is outside of the realm. But it's, not like, it's, not, like, it's was, not like Liverpool to do one in January and two of that size in June. Yeah.
1: I was chatting to Kev, but in the telegram group. And Mm -hmm. I remember reading something going back a while that with FFP, it's in blocks of three years. And apart from COVID, they gave an extra year. So that one was four years. But we really haven't spent an awful lot in transfer windows. So we've kind of banked up a reserve of almost credit that we can roll into a three year period where you were talking about that 300 million pounds slot that, w- that we have over a three-year period that we can front-load signings with. You're going to be losing James Milner wage bill off the wage bill next summer. Naby off the wage bill next summer. Ox off the wage bill as well. That's three decent earners coming off the wage bill. It's probably you,
0: 300k plus a week.
1: Yeah. You yeah. add Jude Bellingham into that. You add... I don't think it's going to be Enzo Fernandez, but you add an Enzo Fernandez type player you know, a £40-50 central midfielder. That's three out, two in, and you've got Tyler Morton to come back in on from his loan spell to say, take the minutes that Oxley chamberlain should be doing for you. Then look at what you've got left. You've got Fab- Fabinho, Thiago, Jordan Henderson. Those two new signings. Curtis Jones. You've got the young kid, uh, Stefan Batisic as well, who's a year older and a year more experienced. And you are talking, you've probably got seven, eight midfielders by bringing in two, letting three go and bringing a lone player back. But you've automatically reduced the age of that midfield by six years, seven years.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, Kev, the thing is, right, if Nabi Kay to James Millen and Alex Oxley Chamberlain go, yeah, you're getting their wages, right? But Jude Bellingham and, and Enzo Fernandez would probably take up all their wages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all going for free. Hmm. They're all going for free. So if you yeah. sign if you sign Joe Bellingham for hundred million pounds, now yeah. listen, that's probably paid over the course of the contract, which is probably yeah. six years, which is probably about six, sixteen million a year, seventeen mm-hmm. million a year. Okay. And yeah. the and same but, for the other fella for our, the, same for, our our the other, same for the other fella, but at the same time it's still, you're still committing the club to 100 million, let's say 160 million pounds. Yeah. Okay. Now, the way the model goes with, with FSG is, right? And it's the it's the bugbear of many, right? But it's yeah. the model and it's how it works is, is that they take in X amount and they spend X amount. They never really get left with a massive profit or left with a massive deficit. And that's taking COVID out of the situation mm-hmm. because that's just... That's a an outlier. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's not normal football practice, right? It has to be a shift in what they're doing to do what they potentially could do here. It has to be a massive shift, or we they know they know that there's some investment coming in, a change of ownership, whatever it might be, okay. And this is the precursor to that because Kev, as much as I've wanted FSG to go beyond the bounds sometimes and spend more, you know, just go that extra mile, even though it's out of what we usually do. 170 million quid, a 160 million quid, is well beyond the bounds. Unless, as I said, they have made a fucking outrageous amount of money in the last year.
1: Here's the thing. That would be true if Manchester United and Chelsea didn't go out this summer, that summer just gone and spend over 200 million each Mm -hmm. so the money clearly is there from this the spot the sponsorship deal the tv revenue the prize money for competitions that we've been in and won and gone long a long way in the revenue that the club gets in can sustain that level of spending but it can't sustain that window in window out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we can do this once every say five windows so once every two and a half years three years you can go ham on a couple of really big key players that are going to see you over the next five years and it just so happens that we we might be coming into that window again we think the last time we went big on a transfer window we yeah, we saw Coutinho, but we reinvested that and probably more. The rest of the time it was just drip We spent, leads we spent, all we the way spent quite through, a bit in the
0: summer of 2016. Um, you know, you see, and and
1: 18,
0: and 18, yeah. But but like uh, Dylan says, when no knowledge is available, I try to follow my gut. In this case, I think we have got Geo done and dusted. I think Enzo is one we want to be in the conversation for, and maybe. Champions League dependent, trouble. Laker says FSG are ordering dinner, knowing the next owners have the bill, and it's it's,
1: it's that's a, possible. Yes, yeah. very possible. And Jake asks,
0: you can... and Jake asks, Gav, do you think if this happens, is being funded by FSG or potential new owners? Because as I said, like, and I keep saying it. You could make an argument around any of this, like like you can make an argument about what way the ownership could go. You can make an ar- any argument because there's angle does all sort of angles you can come from with this. But my my worry over this is Kev, if and it's not a worry I suppose because if you saw Joe Bellingham, you told me I son signing Joe Bellingham ends um Fernandez in in the summer, I'd be like fucking deadly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and you know if FSG have found a way to do this, FSG have found a way to do this. But my worry is, and Shani touched on something last night where he said, you know, don't look two months, three months, six months down the line. They're looking a year down the line or two years down the line. And, and yeah, you can say that, but when you look at what our midfield at the moment, you can go, well, have they been looking a year or two down the line? Because there is criticism there of how the midfield has ended up like this and how big the investment has to be in order to right that kind of wrong or that miscalculation or or just bad luck, whatever way you want to put it, but I'm st- but I still have to look at the 26th of December, Kev. Forget the League Cup against, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still yeah, have to no, look at the 26th of December and then going into not and then going into January and saying, on the basis of what we've seen from this squad this season, we will struggle to get into the top four on what we have. And yep. yeah, Arsenal could fall off a cliff, you could fall off a cliff, but Newcastle mightn't, Chelsea mightn't, United might you know. We don't want to leave it too much where we're relying on others. Now, let's be honest, Kev. This team have shown before they can come back and go on a run a ten in a row. And you're looking, and going, "Fuck me!" You know they're, they're comfortably in the top four. But on the on the evidence of what we've seen, something has to happen in January. And if something is happening in January, it would make you doubt the two in the summer. Look, no,
1: I said Simply to you I said to you before I wouldn't be <coughs> I wouldn't be going to sign Mohamed Kudus in January. Yeah. But I wouldn't extend Bobby Bobby Firmino at all. I'd let his contract run down, and I'd looked at Mohamed Kudus as being his replacement. If you go into the start of a season and you turn around and say, okay, we're playing 4-3-3, you have six central midfielders for three spots, you flip your lid because you know that's not enough. But we seem to accept that having six forwards is a luxury. We, we need six quality forwards for three spots. At the moment, we have five. And you have Carvalho is like, one you can drop in. But now you've got two injured players who aren't going to be there until March. And even if you say March, you can safely say by the time they're actually fit and match fit and ready, you're talking April, okay? And that's assuming nothing goes wrong between now and then. That's an awful lot of football and not a savage load to put onto the three lads over there, plus Carvalho. And it's an awful lot to ask for. And I think it's just, you're creating a rod for your own back. If they don't go and do something like this, if you want to extend Bobby and put him on a similar contract to Milner, that's your, he owes you nothing, but you reduce your wages and you add incentives to for winning players and bonuses, and what have you to bring it up, Happy days, grand, delighted. But you need six forwards if you're going to be playing 4-3-3. And you need six forwards that you can trust. There's definitely a conversation to be had about Diogo Jossa. Even with the injuries that he's had now. he's got now. It's He's missed the bones of nearly... I looked it up earlier on. Since he's signed for us, he's missed 200 days just under injured for us. He's missed nearly fifty games. That he's missed through injury. And as much as I I, I rate him, and he, he's really good, but you can't have another navigator another Oxley Chamberlain. In a forward position, where you just can't afford ca- passengers. We just can't. I,
0: I I get that, Kev. But listen, come here and tell you Jota, the injuries he got, I think he gets one at Portugal, right? I think he might get one away mm. at Portugal. And the other one he gets is just very unfortunate. It's against um, It's against City, isn't it? Uh, at Anfield, right? But it's not... Uh, Diogo Jota has been out with two injuries where he's kept him out for three and four months, I think, right? Mm. Each. It's not like he's turning around Kevin... Oh, Jota's out for a even week. Even back at Wolves, mate. Jot. Even
1: at Wolves, he had injury. He had oh, yeah, niggles no, and and I'm injury sure he did. problems. I'm sure he did have injuries. All the way through. I,
0: I'm sure he did. And listen, if he comes back in March and in May we're going, he's gone out again for three months, you, you, I genuinely do think you have a conversation about it. But I kind of give more leeway to them players that are out for three months at a time because of it, because that injury is three months than somebody that's... Oh, he took a knock. He won't be. Out, he won't be here this weekend. And then he's fucking missing for six months. Oh yeah, I'm not putting you him know, in the
1: same board as Naby Keita yet. But
0: the but the forward thing, like we've got the forward thing, has been very quiet because we've gone on about midfield. And now, now it seems to be. Oh, midfield looks like we might get one or two. What's going on with the forward line? Like, there's only so much you can do. Is it a case of though, and? I don't, no matter who you agree with or you don't agree with when it comes to Liverpool's transfers or squad or stuff, everyone's been in agreement with regards to the midfield. Everyone's been in agreement that Ox is probably there too long, maybe Kate. Yeah. Milner, I've no issue with because Milner's only in the spotlight because of other mistakes we've made. But I think this might be his last season there, right? But when you look back at Klopp and he spoke about the midfielders in the summer, now we, he, he clarifies that later on where he says, look, are probably right. I, you know, I probably did need another one because he went on about numbers. The, amount, the numbers, yeah. the midfield he had eight midfielders I think he said he had at the time. It's not numbers who can we get? so eight kind of feels like the right number of midfielders to have even though he played yeah. three in there the majority of the time <clears throat> but, you know, they're multifunctional you you can see like a, if an ox is fit, he can go out and play right-hand side of a front, you know um, Elliot can play in in a ten if you wanted or a, again, forward on the right you know, if you wanted the class Carvalho as a midfielder, he can go and play on the left but Eight seems to be that number. Could it be just a case of? Could it be just a case of the club looking and saying, "The numbers we need, okay, are this, and we're going to lose three of them." Okay, now we need to replace three of those. They're not like it would be easy for the club to turn and go. Them three are gone, but the rest are good, and them two are young. But they'll come on and Tyler Martin and and we bring in. Let's bring in one. Okay, and then we're down to six or seven midfielders if you jumble it all together, and that's kind of okay. Seven, it could be just a case of where the club have gone. Now, eight's probably the number, three are going to leave. We need to bring three in because you have to remember, even if you bring in Jude Bellingham, Enzo Fernandez, and so right, just for angle's sake, right, yeah, just for jargon's sake, right, in the next six months, you still then have to look at who's who the other five are. The other five are Curtis Jones, right? Who is out quite a bit, okay, and hasn't kicked on. You've got Harvey Elliott, who I think has been really good for Liverpool. I think he's got harsh treatment because of the form of the team and what's been expected of him so early. But I think he's going to progress into a really good player. But then the other three are Thiago, who's getting on. Okay, and has injuries. Henderson, who's had a really good World Cup, by the way, uh, as it went on, but it's still 32, 33 years of age, right? 33 next year. And Fabinho, who's not getting any younger and is picking up injuries and loss of form. These three aren't going to fix everything for the next 10 years or the next five years. But you still have to bring them in because no matter how solid them three are and you want to play them three, the backup to them, if you want even Thiago, Fabinho, Henderson curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott to be our backup, there's still holes in that. There's still holes yeah. there, Kev. So maybe has the club turned around and thought, no, this has to be a fucking revolution in midfield here. Because if we don't spend it now, it's going to affect us on the pitch, which will then affect affect our ability to attract. And yet they're walking on a time scale here. Look, like, the timer's set for Jürgen Klopp at 2026, as a stance. And they have to do everything they can to get the best out of Jürgen Klopp and the squad he has. Maybe maybe I'm just talking bollocks. No, no, you were
1: were saying last night, uh, something along the similar lines, but over the last, however long we've been, you know, these shows have been going, midfield has always been, it was always, last summer was building up to A crescendo really that if nothing happened last summer we were storing up a huge problem for the summer of Mm 22-3 and we're still assuming Bobby if he's going to sign an extension stays you know he was the other one who whose contract was running out and there was you look at the comment that Mike Gordon said as well that uh, they could sustain being out of the Champions League for one year yeah I they only have
0: that. to. Resist, they only have to do that though, because the. Yeah, because season, of the new rules. Yeah. The, the, uh, the word always escapes me, but it's basically. Saviors of co- football have changed it, the rules. It, yeah. it's, it's your it's your coefficient and your and your yeah um your standing within European football will which will basically yeah. get you in. Yeah.
1: yeah, and but in fairness, you don't want to be that team either because that team will still have to go through massive qualification issue you know to to get into the champions league proper but even still it's um i think if you're going to go big in the summer it has to be this summer coming because they've just left they've kicked the can down the road so far that they're out of road now the those three in midfield are going and there is the possibility that Bobby is going as well we don't know but as it st- as it stands at the minute you're going to have four you could have four players leaving the club with nothing, no revenue coming in from, but you're getting their wages off the bill. But the quality that they're taking with them, especially in Milner and Bobby, with Milner's versatility and experience, Bobby's versatility and experience, you can't replace all of that with kids either. You know? No, I know but, that, but you see, it, it's, like,
0: but but just touching on the Firmino thing, right? Because it was quite, we 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 haven't really spoken about it, right? It Egyptian King says, right, and and this is why I want to correct it, right. Egyptian King says. Can't believe we're giving Bobby a new contract. Why are we so sentimental um, to these players? This isn't about being sentimental, right? Because let's be honest about it. Liverpool don't have an uh, an endless pit of money. Okay, so let's say for argument's sake, just I'll go back to the same scenario. Liverpool yeah. sign two hundred and twenty million pound worth of midfielders in Enzo Fernandez, Moises Caicedo. Um, Moises Sacedo whatever I, I always just say Sacedo because I, Cicero, was, Cicero, yeah. I, I just call him Moses right um, and uh, Joe Bellingham, right and Roberto Firmino's contract runs out and he goes and Liverpool just don't have the funds to go and sign what they think can come into this team you have to remember you can't just sign a player and say, oh, well, Firmino's not fucking good enough anymore. He's gone. Sign this fella, right? It doesn't happen like that. Very rare that you get a player in for an extra fucking nothing and he's unbelievable, right? This this is actually part of a planning, right? So what I see with Firmino is, and this is where, I see, this is where I'm kind of okay with Firmino and uh, sign a new deal, where Firmino will probably extend for two years, okay? Right? So what will happen is, in my opinion, Right, or what should happen, and I'm okay with it, is that, yeah, you have Salah, you have Firmino, you have Jota, Diaz, and you have Darwin Nunes, okay? And Liverpool do all this stuff in the summer where they get their, mid, get their new midfield in, right? And those midfielders will need people around them, the likes of a Henderson, right? Salah, Firmino, they're all Alisson, Van Dijk, all these, Robertson, loads of them are there, right, because they're all fucking there quite a few years to bed these players in. Right, even Thiago, Fabinho, whatever it might be. right? Having, not obviously not there as long as others, but he's mega experienced. His experience right? stays long. Yeah. Yeah. So you get these players in, you bed them in. And then when you get to the following summer, you say to yourself, right, okay, Bobby has a year left. What we're going to do is we're going to bring in, now we're going to look at a forward option. And when we bring in this forward option, Fabinho will still be in the squad for a year. But if this player beds in really well, brilliant if he doesn't firmino can still do a job for you this isn't sentimentality this is numbers it's a numbers game it's an experience game he's actually in really good form at the moment roberto firmino for liverpool okay he's picking up the odd injury but we can't just let a fellow walk out the door it'd be like like genuinely it'd be like letting keita milner oxford chamberlain walk out the door and go um we're not bringing anyone in right we're not bringing anyone in yeah you can't fix it all at the one time how many teams have you ever seen go out and sign fucking loads of players, right? And four, five, and six, work. and they walk straight away. They just don't. Yeah. They just don't. The only time I've ever really seen it happen was Chelsea, probably when they just went mental in two thousand three or four and went and won a title because yeah. the, the jump and quality they got was just ridiculous. But uh, Rob, like Firmino possibly on reduced wages, a two-year extension. Again, seeing himself in a certain role within the squad because I'm under no illusions. Darwin Nunes will be Liverpool's centre-forward for me. Salo will be on one side, Diaz will be on the other and you will probably see Jota switching across two of those positions and Firmino backing up in the middle, right? Takes pressure yeah. off Carvalho, who's still really young. It makes absolute sense. It's not sentimentality, right? Don't get me wrong, though. In a year's time, if we're looking and we're saying to ourselves, right, we need to push on and make this forward signing you know, to complement this and we don't, then you're kind of going to go, well, that's a bit sentimentality, where Firmino's gone in a year. like We know it's his last contract. Why aren't we acting on this? But as as it is for the moment, Firmino you being can't, there is no you real, can't do everything real conversation in one window. for me.
1: No, you can't do everything in one window. And if you're talking about spending 200, the balls of £200 million pounds on your midfield, you still have to look at the fact that as you're doing this, Virgil and Joel Matip are getting a year older as well. And down the line, and it's not far down the line, Joel is gonna to have to be phased out. So you have got that issue as well as the Bobby issue to come after this.
0: In two years' <clears> time <throat> in two years' time you're possibly looking to sign another mega centre half to go with Ibrahim McKenati. Yeah. In my opinion. I'm not writing yeah, yeah. off Edge of Van Dijk. At 32, 33 years of age, but you will need to. You will, in my opinion, in two or three years' time, look and say we need to sign a guy in here that's going to come in in that Canate mould. That within a year to 18 months, he's going to be phenomenal, and that's what they're doing with Canate now. Like Joe Gomez and Matt, don't stand a chance against Canate over the next 18 months. They just don't. You know what I mean? And that's not a
1: disrespect to them. It's just Canate is that good.
0: Oh he's yeah. He know, is that
1: he, good. He's he's that good. They're not bad players by any stretch. They're good players. Yeah. But they're as good a third and fourth choice option at centre back that you're likely to see anywhere.
0: But you see the thing uh, is, Kev, but, but you see the thing is, Kev, right? If I say in my own head, right, I think to myself I I went I went and watched Liverpool or Anfield against Southampton. I think it was the last game actually before we, we stopped playing, right? Yeah and Joe Gomez played, he had a tough day against Che Adams, right, He was really, really fucking physical, right, Robertson was really good, Trent was okay, blah, 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 blah. the big thing for me was midfield, right, Thiago was, was, was good, uh, Elliot was bright, Fabinho was, I thought a yard off it, but when Liverpool went and played like Liverpool for about 15 minutes in the first half where he squeezed Southampton, and Elliot made different moves and Thiago made different moves and Fabinho was, instead of hovering in the midfield in a bit of no man's land where he wasn't being able to win a second ball, he was aggressive and Liverpool, Southampton didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I sat for 15 minutes with a guy beside me named Glenn from Northern Ireland who we organised a ticket between us. And we both said, Jesus, that's some shift, isn't it? We could see it happening. Do you know what I mean? So the way I look at it is if your problems are in midfield, if we, regardless of what happens this season, and I still want us to be successful and go for cups and European cups and leagues or whatever. We're not winning the league, but you know, being as successful as Top you can one. now, yeah, we're in the league. If I'm going into next season, I'm not sitting here going, I'm mega worried about the forward line, or I'm mega worried about defensive defensively. I'm okay with it because I think that injection in midfield not only of, um. Power, pace, um, ability, reliability, makes a massive difference to this Liverpool side. It makes a fucking ma- and I'm telling you now and and listen, you can you can copy this or, or time stamp it. If you put a Jew Bellingham into that midfield, right, and or an Enzo Fernandez, right, and you have the likes of a Henderson um, or Fabinho with him, and you have the likes of a Henderson or Thiago or whatever to back that up on a rolling basis, Liverpool are in in for anything they want, in my opinion. Yeah. that Because I think it just makes such a difference. That's not yeah. taken away from the fact that this summer, fine, you do that. But then you start looking at what's the next thing. What is it a centre-back? Is it a forward? Yeah. It, and you keep going. Because a lot of people in the chat have said, we've brought this kind of on ourselves, right? We, we have. have. We have yeah. Possibly There's from owners, manager, look, whatever it might be, it has come on ourselves, right? It looks like, hopefully, fingers crossed, the club are trying to um, sort this out in a, in a massive, massive way. And it may be new owners are doing it. We don't but, know. But I think it's January slash summer of getting two to three midfielders in literally puts a spark into this whole team again. I don't know if you agree, but I just listen, think I, that's where it is. I think this
1: January you need to we need to bring in two players. And the one thing I'll give massive credit to Man City for last summer is they proved that there's value to be had in this market if you look for it. kanji at 15 million was an absolute steal. And Julian Alvarez having announced to get that deal done and signed early doors is a brilliant bit of business. So you, you don't have to go out and spend huge money in this market to get value for what you need. I definitely think we need a midfielder now, and there is play like Amrabat wouldn't be the worst of, wouldn't be the worst option at all. I think he would add a bit of steel and solidity. The only worry is that look, I've seen I've seen a little bit of him in his club career, but generally in the World Cup, Morocco don't have the ball, you know. So he's playing deep with a back four and a midfield around him, so it's easy to look good. It'd be different if he, to see what he'd be like when your full-backs are gone and you're left with two centre-backs and he's got to cover all that space. But at the same time, he would be, at 26 years of age, good value signing. You don't have to get fleas for him, but you don't have to pay the earth for someone like that. There there are players out there and I oh, can't get away from Mohamed Kudus at 34, 35 million pounds. I think he gives you... His age... in. What he offers across the front line is well, a so no brainer. Let,
0: let, you. Let, you, you've you're banging on about him for the last week or so, right? Probably more than that, actually. Since more the than I love, right? okay, before that, yeah, no, you're a big fan of him, right? But it, I've only been really listening to you care for the last week or so. want to be honest. Not um, NTK for no reason. By the way, 260 people watching, 70 likes. Pathetic. Um, hit the like button with this, for fuck's sake. Um, no, hit the like button. It really helps. Subscribe if you haven't already. And um we bring you as many shows as we can, absolutely free, as always. But let's talk about him then, right? I'll ask you a very, very simple question, mm. right? You bring him in, okay? And he comes in. Let's just say he comes in. In the summer, just let's say he comes in in the summer. Okay, yeah. Um, we, Bobby signs an extension. We bring this fella in. He's good value. You bring him in. Are you of the opinion that he becomes a real asset to Liverpool across the front line, or a real? You know, if if Darwin Nunes is playing through the middle, he's a real option to be his backup. Like. How highly do you rate this fella? Is it just the fact that it's thirty five million that's attracting you, or is it the case of it's, no? It's, I could re- I could really see him being a big player for Liverpool.
1: Any time I've watched him for Ajax, he's just alive live well. And I watched him against us, and he scored his he scored the goal for Ajax against us in the Champions League at Anfield. And he's just alive, you know. He, he's he's quick. He can play across the front three, either any position. He's um, strong, young, eager to learn. And he's he's everything that we should be looking for in a player, in a forward. And you just put him into the the group. You put him into the mix. Take the weight off. Ideally, take the weight off Salah. And you're taking the weight off of, of Jota and the rest. He's not going to be your main man. But he could be your main man in two or three years' time. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's only 20, 21. Yeah. But he, everything that I've seen of him tells me he is an absolute superstar in the making. Okay. And I I, have a fee, I I just think wherever his next move is, I I think it'll probably be Germany. I okay, wouldn't be so, a bit so surprised let,
0: if let me his put you this way. Let me put it this way then, right? them Two midfielders that we're talking about tonight in um, Enzo Bellingham and, and yeah, yeah. okay, they're done this summer. If Liverpool were to go and sign Kudos, yeah, in January for 35 million, what way do you feel about that? Because it's probably the timing of it that feels more appealing. Where if we had those two players in and then he comes in, you're going, Oh, well, he can go up front and he can do this, but would you pin him coming into Liverpool and playing in that midfield like you said he can? Mm-hmm as part of he, trying to achieve what we can get from the from this season.
1: I don't think he can play as an eight. I think he could play as a second striker. He could play as a nine, a false nine, whatever. Mm. But he gives you a chance of getting the top four. I think if you go into the rest of the season, from now until March, towards the end of March, with the current front three that we have, and Carvalho as the one to help out, we're not getting top four. We're seven points off Spurs now. All right. And yeah, we're solid. Are we not going to game in the final squad? Yeah. The game in hand against Chelsea, and they're already ahead of us. You said yourself, we don't look any great shakes. And if you're putting all of the pressure on those front three, and they're going to have to play every game, you know, you might be able to rotate one in and out here and there and rest them during games. But the volume of games are going to come thick and fast, and they physically won't be able to hold up. And keep their quality going for the others to come back. The Diaz injury has to trigger a move for a, a forward to come in just to help them. That's all they—they they need someone to come in and help him out.
0: If we win they a game in hand, if we win a game in hand, we be four points off the top four. I know. With twenty four, with, with twenty three okay. games to go,
1: Spurs are better equipped to, than what we are at the moment. To End the season stronger to carry on than what we are with the current front three that we have. Bear in mind you've got H- Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, Nabi coming back, Ox coming back. We just we're short. We were short at the start of the season and we're short now. And we're still short. So the cutest and
0: thing the cutest thing, right? He um, it gives it you helps. A chance. It helps in a forward sense.
1: Yeah, he gives you a chance. Goals win games. You're not going to get anywhere without scoring goals. Oh, I
0: understand that, but to see, the thing is, but, more... this, but this goes back. This goes back to the argument that are you signing Kudos because you're thinking of between now and March?
1: No, you're you're signing him because you're thinking of the next five years.
0: Okay, you're, so... you're not
1: signing him for now. You're help. You're signing him to help for now, but eventually at 21, you're signing him for the player he's going to be at 24, 25, 26. Okay, but the Diaz injury has to trigger a reaction. Any normal club who has got ambitions of, we have a Champions League knockout game against Real Madrid. We could be in the middle of a Carlin Cup run or whatever they call it these days. you got the FA Cup and you got the league and we're outside of where we need to be in the league. If you have ambition and you want to finish in the top four, you have to give yourself the tools to do the job. And at the moment, I believe we don't have the tools to do the job. Okay. That's oh. all I'm saying. And
0: Okay, so... But we still need a midfielder in January. Yeah. So so what you're saying to me is you need two in January then.
1: Yeah, and we go back to what we were talking about before the World Cup. Do you eat Ox's contract? Or do you arrange loans for Nat Phillips? Because you still have to make room for these players if you want to bring in two. Yeah. If you want to bring in two in January, you physically have to move two players out of the squad. So either you don't register a player... Or you pay out, pay off their contracts, and let let someone go, because we physically have to create the numbers in the squad to be able to remember what we did with Taki, where we sent him to Southampton to bring someone in. Yeah, that situation has happened in January if we want to bring players in. Yeah, so okay.
0: they're
1: going to so, have so, to so be where, So where
0: you're sitting at the moment then is you're you're looking and saying to yourself, you bring someone in midfield that yeah. is going to be a proper midfielder for you. Over it, yeah. You're the both of them. What you're saying is you're bringing two players in that, um, one to help in the midfield before it's properly sorted in the summer, and they'll yeah. be part of that help, um, or part of that sort now And you're bringing a forward player that, yeah, young, um, good price helps us out over three months with Jota and Diaz returning, and then you look at. He helps you in three months, but he he's a, he's he's someone you're looking for, for a year future. down the line. Where the thing is, you're looking a year down the line where he, he he's shown that sort of um, potential to make the loss of Bobby, yeah. you know, fairly soft. Do you know t-
1: the sickner? We could have used the Rigi this season. How much of a miss is that? Do you just the ability to be able to use someone like him? Yeah, a jobber. That just to be able to use a jobber to come in. And just take minutes off people, so that you're not loading into Bobby's legs. Yeah, but you see the the problem. A here game is, every four days.
0: But the problem here is, for, for me, Kev, is that I think you have a player in Fabio Carvalho that can do a job for you. And people have said yeah. he's been But Fabio oh, Carvalho's Fabio, right. Fabio Fabio, Fabio has come into a team for me where they just haven't been performing. You know, they just have, and we've seen across all the forward players where you go, he's not the only. Salah's out way too wide and, and it's all down to the midfield.
1: Yeah.
0: When the midfield doesn't function and and squeeze teams and cover you here and cover you there, other players not that they're playing badly, but they can't impact the team. Like I I we say it's about so many players. If you put peak mid- Liverpool midfield, i.e. Fabinho Henderson on just say for argument's sake, right? Or yeah, Fabinho yeah. Henderson, Thiago at the peak, right? Um, of their powers and no injury worries around them and you stick a Carvalho down that left hand side I have no worries about him because he can go and play his football and if you look at if it was O'Hanaldum or O'Hanaldum would be going you go and play because me and yeah, Robertson got- are here and we just yeah. sweep everything up in front of us but it's not happening like that what's happening is Carvalho's playing right and he's a brilliant prospect he's still only a kid but in, an, in, a, in a function in Liverpool midfield right or one that's playing to form he can have the freedom to make mistakes or, you know, not track back mad, you know, and just little things, right? N- not be afraid to lose the ball. And Liverpool would just, sorry, if the ball comes out here, we just win it anyway. We give it back to our centre-backs. We play again. That's how it works. Yeah. But at the moment, what happens is, when a Salah, or, well, not, not at the moment, but in, in parts of the season, when a Salah, a Nunez, Jota, Diaz, whoever, Carvalho, loses a ball, right? They're having to fucking run like lunatics back because one pass out of the back and you have a static Liverpool up in field going, do we press, do we step off, have we got the legs? And they have been counter-attacked all the time. And Klopp actually touches on it in the game yesterday, right? Or Yeah, yeah yesterday, the interview where, where he said, there was too many times when we lost the ball and it was being a counter-attack, we weren't snuffing it out and that's not good. And that's where forward players start to look like they can't do a job because every time they lose it, right? whether it's a good reason to lose or not, we're in our own box 10 seconds later scrambling stuff away. And it's like, oh, Carvalho lost that. Mane's lost loads of footballs to Liverpool over the years. Yeah. Salah's done the same. Firmino's done the same. But what happens? Liverpool crack into you immediately and they don't give you a chance. The only chance to give you is to play a percentage ball up front and the two centre-half snuffer out. That's what happens. And if I think you'll see better... From certain players, although they're still young, if Liverpool fix this midfield, I get where you're coming so, with Kuldas, but I yeah, think, okay. but I think if Liverpool fix this midfield to a certain point in January and definitely in the summer, I think it's just huge to what yeah. Liverpool wants. So,
1: would you be looking to go? I mean, the only, the other thing that we're not hearing, look, all of the talk from Bellingham is coming from Germany. All of this link stuff with um, Fernandez came from Argentina. Yeah. You're not seeing anything coming out of the locals saying that that possibly could be movement in January for anything. No. Now, I think if the club... I think if there was nothing in the Bellingham stuff, the club would have shut it down straight away. They'd have leaked left-right and said, look, we are not interested in you, Bellingham East. Out of our price range, we're not interested. Yeah. Because they would have looked... They, they don't want to look like idiots again. They look like idiots because of what happened with you, with you and many. They If the world and their dog knew that, we were linked with him and it just, you know, we and we were, <coughs> he went with someone else. It'd be interesting to see in the next few days the likes of a James Pierce or someone else to come out and say, Look, yeah, this stuff coming out of Argentina is just to really force Real Madrid's hand to make a move, which is entirely possible. We've been down this road before where Liverpool's name has been used by agents to, uh, oh, engineer yeah, moves it for could absolutely be, it could absolutely be, could absolutely Liverpool be, could
0: that. be on the verge of a pre agreement. You know, agreement in principle for Enzo Fernandez and next of all City are tabling a bit of seventy million.
1: Exactly. It could absolutely yeah. be it that could absolutely but, be that.
0: But the reason the reason you would believe some of these rumours is is because Liverpool need, we need that midfielders. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, right? It's like the time when Pepe was being linked with Liverpool and we we're like, What the fuck is he being linked with Liverpool for? And it was forty million. He ends up going for seventy two million to Arsenal because was yeah. it Toulouse he was with or I don't know who he was with, but basically the, the owner that just kept throwing Liverpool's name in and just kept going up and up and up and people are looking at this going, is this is fucking mad. You know what <laughs> I mean? And yeah. then it just, it actually happened. You know, the sort of way, but either, you're right, you haven't seen an awful lot of stuff where it's going, yeah, Enzo Fernandez agreement in principle because you have to remember about Benfica and Bruce Dortmund are still in the Champions League so it's not something where you go and they're out of the Champions League they'll take the money now they they don't start in the middle of February for their their first leg of their last 16 so it's not you know um, and the
1: Bundes as far as I know the Bundesliga doesn't go back playing until
0: the middle of January. Yeah, but but even at that, no, so. regardless of their league, the Champions League that they're both in is going to be mid February. So it's not a yeah. case of oh he's gone out of the Champions League. They're still in it. Even if they were gone out and it's in Europa, they're in the Champions League tournament. So they're not going to want to lose these players. No you know, no, no. It, it means an awful lot to them. Um it's but the thing is like I I like haven't seen anything linked with January. And I think it's as much as people might go, yeah, but we get these two in the summer, that's absolutely fine. That's right. But even but... if we get to the summer, right, and we sign them too, you will still be sitting at the end of the summer going, we need one more. Like, we yeah. need one more. It doesn't matter if you sign fucking Zinedine Zidane and I don't know, fucking Xavi in, in midfield in the summer, they're not going to do it all for you. You still need one more. So, that one more for me, even if, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if Bellingham. Or fucking Enzo Fernandez ends up at Liverpool. But we will need two in the summer. But we still need one now. And like yeah, you, you're right, and you know what you're saying. There's not an awful lot coming out about Liverpool signing a player in January. And my only hope is... Right, well, the
1: only one, in fairness, 6X there makes a point. Amber Abad is the only talk that I've seen coming from it. And it's not been coming from the English press.
0: But it's Amber would make from, some sense. And Shani doesn't it, like him. Yeah, Keith does like him. thinks he's a decent player. But I think...
1: In fairness, Ronnie couldn't pick him out of the lineup. Let's be honest. This is no fairness! Ronnie, <laughs> how you play for Wofford.
0: But but the thing is, right? If if you're signing those two in in the summer, or them two type of players? It makes sense that you do something in January where it is a more defensive midfielder. Yeah. Because, and he, and I'm not saying to replace Fabinho. They could go back to that four two three one and go. I'm and putting Amrabat in beside Fabinho to help him, and that will give us the the foundation to use a Thiago ahead of them, or if, uh, whoever you want ahead of them, but it takes more risk out of the players ahead of them. Do you get me? Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I like you said, I haven't seen, I haven't seen an awful lot about about January. But my only hope is is that Liverpool have said nothing on Gio Bellingham or Enzo Fernandez. I really hope they both sign with Liverpool because I've been I'm really, with life. i I'm really impressed with both of them in the World Cup. Um, yeah. Fernandez misses that penalty justly put. You know, Don't matter. everyone misses fucking penalties, but I thought he has being excellent for Argentina when I've seen him. And Bellingham has being just brilliant, right? But, but the thing is, like, he's got them- eight
1: cap. All he's got is eight caps. Inza Fernandez has got eight caps for Argentina.
0: Yeah, and five of them are in it's this nothing. World Cup.
1: It's absolutely nothing. Yeah. and a goal and assist, and he's been the best of our midfielders. McAllister's had a great, a great World Cup as well. You know, and we all the thought before the World Cup was Moses Caicedo, this, that, and the other. And Caicedo was okay, he's good, and he's had a good season. But McAllister's been
0: McAllister's been excellent. No, he has been he has McC- been
1: McAllister has that genie Wijnaldum vibe about he, it that he's an absolute well, dog. You
0: see the thing is for me, I think I think Chelsea sign Declan Rice and Saicedo or McAllister in the summer.
1: Ooh, there was the other one. Mason Mount, remember uh, at the start of the yeah, week was Mason Mount, Mason
0: Mount isn't Mason Mount isn't going to play an A for you. No, and he doesn't, and it doesn't make sense for Mason Mount in January if you're bringing in these two style of players. If it, that's if that's them too in the summer, because Ender is, Fernandez, Enda Fernandez is, is gets up and down, really good football, or really yeah, good technique, oh yeah, and Bellingham yeah, is just like all it. action. Bellingham is like fucking Gerrard Mark too. If you're putting yeah. him in Liverpool side, for me, so what you look, what where do you look then? Because when you look the other side of that, you've got Henderson who can play where you think Bellingham might play. You've got Thiago, who can play where you think Her- Enzo Fernandez would like to play. You've got Curtis Jones, who's probably in that left hand side mold as well. You've yeah. got um you've got Elliot who's in Elliott's that right hand side role. So, so it all points to a defensive kind of job there, You know what I mean? That
1: um, goes back
0: to Amberbat, doesn't it? it? It does, but I I would go with Sicido, because I think he can play the the, the defensive role.
1: I do as well, but he's, I He's one that I think Brighton will. Brighton hold all the cards with someone like him. Yeah,
0: What well, the you know, he's, he's a big card player I mean, as well. Yeah,
1: they, and you look at what they got for. They got sixty-three million for Cucurella. Yeah, they'll probably be looking for a bit more for Caicedo, given that he's a bit younger. It's a different, yeah. it's a more advanced position, and they, everyone knows that we're not in a position to uh, be picky about yeah. certain things. I've just you know, my, so.
0: my only hope behind it all is if Liverpool have said nothing over these two players, they've probably said nothing over a third player, and that third player could be on the way in Anfield quicker than the other two we're thinking of in the summer. Um, I just
1: hope the squad gets the help it needs. I thought,
0: I, I thought we had nothing really to talk about when we were coming on here, and <laughs> um, we've had a lovely old chat, haven't we? <laughs> Um, 208, just under 300 watching, uh, 111 likes. So hit the like button on your way out if can. Cool. I hope you enjoy it. Um, we're, we're doing watch-alongs tomorrow and Wednesday. We are. Um, the the tree is on.
1: Hopefully, yeah. Tomorrow night will be some crack because like, the yeah. difference is when you were when, we were when we were doing it, England and France, you know the players, so yeah. you know exactly who's playing where, and they're easy to do. When you're doing Croatia and. Morocco and France and, Arge- and Argentina completely different kettle of fish because the well, Croatian three, players is it, I know about which, four which, which
0: semi-final is like. tomorrow it's Argentina
1: Argentina Croatia and tomorrow. Croatia tomorrow so that's so I'm seven. handy enough with the Argentinian squad but yes. the Croatians I know Modric yeah uh, Brozovic I love uh, yeah Dexie at the back on, and the other guy what's his name the one the Chelsea won the one with the face mask they, they were all mentioning him in the chat there. They'll fire his name in there in a second. He's very good. He's very good. Who? He, oh, someone in the chat there will name him there in a minute.
0: Oh, the, the center half. The
1: center half, yeah. There we go. Should be, uh Tom Paulin's right. That door. <laughs> I <closed> the door. <laughs> I feel the breeze. I had to let the dog out, and the dog has just like come back in and said, you go and pee outside. I ain't going. So now the door is open and the wind is blowing and it's like minus six degrees outside.
0: Yeah, no, it's absolutely freezing so. now. Um, God's body today. Uh, before you, Dylan or says, before you go, uh, the word is Liverpool are willing to pay the release clause for um, for Enzo Fernandez. Could he be in the door in January? Well, that's a huge amount yes. of money.
1: But that's what well, that's. But that difference that's, is that's massive. Grab a dollars, you man. But if Liverpool yeah. are willing to pay a release clause, the difference with a release clause is. You have to pay it up front. You, you,
0: don't, but you see, I don't... But you see, hold on. It's not
1: structured payment but, but, for but a release clause. But
0: hold on clause? a minute, hold on a minute. A release clause... I'm closing this door, give me a sec. All right, but I'll tell the people. A release clause is, uh, is 120 odd million euros, right? Jesus Christ almighty. You don't have to pay that release clause. You don't actually have to pay that release clause. You just go in and you go, listen, we could put up 120 million euros and just fucking take your player. But they're not going to pay anywhere near that
1: no no i don't believe it's
0: 120 million euro release but if they want him in january it's 90 million pound they come in and they say this and we'll give you 70 right we give you 70 and i'll tell you what we'll do we'll add in the 20 over fucking whatever if if he gets this Mm. and that gets you your, your release clause they could do that right but money, I, I, I think it's a mental amount of money. But anyway, look, it's it's for another day because you could end up fucking here another hour. Yeah, you've got, got links, so many guys. rabbit holes. In yeah, the so many crazy. rabbit holes. And um, but it's yourself, it's Chris, and it's Emmett and tomorrow night Emmett, for the fourth yeah. semi-final. Yourself and Chris. Uh,
1: no, myself and Emmett.
0: I think for the second one. Is it okay? Yeah, 7 Chris Emmett has got Wednesday, on Wednesday night. night. Um, Thursday, Friday, we're gonna try to sort out something. If listen. If you, if you think of anything that you want us to do on Thursday and Friday show is stick it in the comments after the show or get into where um, what's that group we're in? Or the
1: Telegram.
0: Telegram group. Get into the Telegram group and um, yeah, you can you can throw in there what you think. We'll probably end up doing quizzes or drafts. Just tweet
1: the sh- or just uh, send us well, a tweet. On Twitter, but yeah.
0: Are Liverpool playing someday this week as well? Uh, Friday I think. Friday, so we might do Friday, 2 Friday. o'clock 2
1: o'clock on Friday.
0: Listen, we're going to get through the semi tomorrow. We're going to get through the semi on Wednesday and then we'll start discussing Thursday and Friday. That's what we usually do. All I know is I'm trying to work on something nice and fun for Sunday night after the World Cup final with the lads on the fatback four and uh, try to get a few people um, from the chat in for some sort of quiz where you can wreck Shawnee's head and all that. Um, But look, as I said, hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Everything is free (coughs) on this channel. And um, we try to keep that as long as we possibly can. But every like and subscribe really, really helps. Comments afterwards help. Um, sharing it helps. All that sort of stuff. Um, go and do that. Kev, anything else before we go?
1: No, just come and, uh, come and join us tomorrow night. Uh, watch alongs are usually a good laugh.
0: But uh, well, the this... thing with the watch alongs is, right? And I don't think we're going to keep them up once the World Cup ends when it comes to the Pro game. No, it's right? more difficult. And, and you'll have people saying, well, would you not do a watch along? And then you do it. No, no one fucking watched it. Actually, we're not even bothered how many people watch the watch along. They're having, the no. lads having a great time just doing it, watching games together. Yeah. But the thing about it is like, I, I done one the other night with England and France, right? And a mate of mine watched it, right? And what he done was, he said, I, he said, I genuinely just had my YouTube on in my ear, sitting on the sofa while I was watching the game. He said, and I just synced up with was fucking great crack um, the, watching. Yeah. So if you want to do that and you can keep a chat going we're in the live chat that's yeah. what to do so try it out yeah the best um, thing
1: about the the watchalongs for us is the is the chat is um just engaging with the chat while we're all watching the game and talking exactly. about all the yeah. all the stuff that's happening in there we're game.
0: only going to be doing three more two semi finals yeah. and a final um and after that then we'll be asked to do it and we'll sign no. up um okay. but that's how it goes That has been the non... What what do we call the show again? No Transfer Knowledge No Transfer Knowledge. We didn't have any knowledge of any transfers. We just gave our opinions on reports coming out of different places and what we feel might happen. And um, it's been really, really nice for a Monday night. That has been it. Talk to you soon. Over and out.